Stop. He's dead. No, he's not. Look at him. He's still breathing. Okay. There's a two-way radio in the marshal's car. I want you to go outside. Get on that radio and get hunt. Now, wait a minute. I'm the only one authorized to use that. Move! I'm sorry I left you. Are you all right? Why won't he die? Get away from him! But he stopped breathing! Move! scares us and what saves us. This is the fear of God. Hello and welcome back to your favorite podcast at the intersection of faith and fear where every week we discuss what scares us in order to find what saves us, this is the fear of God. Speaking to you right now is one of your hosts, Nathan Rouse, and typically with me is fellow co-host Reed Lackey. And guys, Reed was here, but I looked out to where I'd left him, and what do you know? He was gone. I'm sure he'll be back, and I hope some of you appreciate the lovely symmetry of what just happened there. In the meantime... While we await his return, allow me to welcome you listeners to Halloween! It is the best time of the year, and we are celebrating with a brand new series we've creatively named Halloween at Halloween. In this series, we will be charting the career of one of our favorite horror franchise players, discovered by Mr. John Carpenter. This stoic fella has been stabbing us since 1978, changing the shape of horror cinema and immortalizing Captain Kirk along the way. We've checked in with him before by way of the initial 1978 entry and later covered the 2018 sequel. But in Halloween at Halloween, we will be exploring his whole catalog, discussing the life, the near deaths, the murders, and the memories we made along the way with the one and only Michael Myers. Last week, we hung out with the Quarterly Queens to try in vain to keep Hawkins in one piece. And this week, our series highlighting Michael Myers' career begins with the 1981 sibling drama Masked as Horror. It's the infamous Halloween 2, written and produced, but not directed, by John Carpenter. But before we turn the heat up in the uh, hospital's sauna, permit me to remind you listeners 
But here at The Fear of God, we explore. We don't explain, except for right now, when I explain that you can find every fog and fear of God thing imaginable at thefearofgodpodcast.com, such as how to support us on Patreon, as well as essays and team bios, episode archives, merchandise. Read! Oh, no! Michael? You're- Michael? Oh, huh? no! <laughs> hey, buddy! You're here. Uh, We're here. I it's am. Halloween time. Uh, this is the best time of year. I have needed Halloween so, so badly. This year, well, I mean, every year, really. But this year, particularly, I have just, oh, I just, Halloween could we've not got be a, soon. We've got a, there's two families that we, uh, that locally, uh, we, we know people and every now and then hang out with people who aren't these two families. But when we hang out with either of these families, it tends to be the two of them. So it's these three, mm. us and these two other families. And we've been trying to get a get together up and running. Right. And literally before we started recording, they said, Hey, well, you know, we've been trying to target dates. What about October 29th, which is a Saturday, which you'll know is uh, the day before uh, business time here, Fogoween. Oh, but yes. they said, uh, what about October 29th? And it can be, you know, kind of Halloween themed. And I was like, uh, yes, let's <laughs> done there. <laughs> Period. Let's do it. Just, <laughs> I love what do you, it. What do you, you had me at Halloween. Um, <laughs> so true. So, true. so yes, best time of the year. Uh, Riri, we, we got, we got some stuff to get to here. So yeah, we do. We do. Well, we do have some business time. It's very important. Uh, why don't you remind us what we learned last week about the uh, the new date on the calendar oh my that gosh. listeners need to be mindful of and how they get there. So uh, it is that season again, as we have said before. Uh, it is spooky season. It is Halloween season. And as we did last year, we are going to be having another Fogoween. Uh, last year, we uh, invited some individuals in the Fog community uh, onto the show. And this year, we are doing it again. But the way that you get admittance to said Fogoween, which is officially going to be taking place on October 30th, the night before Halloween. Precise start time is still to be determined, but it'll be on October 30th, which is a Sunday night before Halloween. Um, and the way that you get an invitation to that is pretty simple, actually. Um, as we've mentioned every year, uh, every, all this year is what I meant to say, all through this year, um, you can join us on Patreon. You're supporting the show, which we tremendously appreciate. You also get some perks and some bonuses. And one of those, if you join at the $10 level, is admittance to when we have fun uh, community virtual events like we had the Foggies earlier this year and we're having Fogoween. So if you join at the $10 level, you're automatically going to receive an invitation to Fogoween 2022. Now, if you are already a patron at the $5 level, let's just step up that extra five bucks for just the month of October. We don't mind. We're grateful to have you and, or, you know, or don't. We're grateful for you either way. Um, and if you want to join and have been thinking about it, October is the month to do it. Join uh, at the $10 level and you will receive an invitation to Fogoween. There's going to be so many fun things. It is all going to be virtual, um, but we're going to have games and might be prizes, might be special reveals that you will only find at Fogoween. Don't know, but uh, it's going to be a good time. We're going to have a good time and we hope to see you all there. It is going to be a good time. So mark a calendars october 30th the evening uh eastern standard time probably in the 8 p.m ish range but we will let you know for certain as we get a little closer main takeaway is october 30th uh to the patreon mobile
about this franchise. <laughs> read. Read. Oh, I'm excited. Oh my god. I am so excited. excited. So Halloween at Halloween. You and I have talked for quite a while about the concept of how do you, how and what would it look like to kind of do a franchise, walk through a franchise. And, and if there's any demerit to that concept, it's just so many of the signature franchises in the horror genre we've done elements of. You know, yeah, it's like, oh, of course. Yep. We did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, then Dream Warriors. We've done Scream 1 and 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, right yeah yeah we um, did one and four yeah um so you know that can prove a slight stumbling block but i think we've kind of cracked the code a little bit at least on halloween there's so much of it um and if i'm being perfectly frank i'm a little excited because up till now i'd seen one two in season of the witch h2o and then the david gordon green stuff so I, I, there's there's a lot of blind spots for me. Wow! Uh, oh, that's awesome. In the career, the the career of Michael Myers. So it's just kind of fun to be able to check those boxes and and that is cool. Kind of walk through that personally. Um, but something that I do, you know, because here at the Fear of God read, we are, you know, it's like Rotten Tomatoes, like certified fresh. Fear of God, we're like, <laughs> you get the fog stamp of approval. So what we are also embarking on in the coming five, six weeks, whatever it is, mm-hmm. Reed, we are going to develop because while we aren't covering every Halloween film, because we've already covered uh, uh, the 1978 and the 2018 entries, mm-hmm. uh, what we are going to be doing is building the objective. It is going to be okay? objective. This is definitive. Objective Halloween Hall of Fame of Michael Myers kills. Mm, because I love it. If Michael Myers is anything, it's he's a busy man. <laughs> and, and I, you know, even of just the few entries I've seen, I get the impression he's a bit of a creative fella when it comes to he sure know, his be. means of dispatching <laughs> these new Baltines. And so we're going to kick things off by looking at the 1978 John Carpenter Halloween, which we talked about in depth uh, uh, way back. Is our tenth episode, September yep. of or October of 2016. Yep, um, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. nuts to think about. Yeah, um, but to to gather our first candidates for the Hall of Fame, and mm-hmm. the way the Hall of Fame is going to work is every film mm-hmm. each of us is going to put in the in the goblet of fire <laughs> our selection. I love for, it. <laughs> I love it. for the Hall of Fame, and then. As we round the end of this series, we're going to alert you how this final list is going to be collated and adapted. But for now, we get in the time machine, head mm-hmm. back to 1978 for a little documentary called Halloween featuring <laughs> uh, the, the works of Michael Myers actually into his career at this point. You know, he's, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's no longer he's no longer a a little boy murdering people. <laughs> because <laughs> he, is now he did get started young. <laughs> a 21-year-old uh, murdering people. Um, so, I did rewatch Halloween 1978 to better I. prepare myself for uh, this thing. And uh, for the Hall of Fame, not this thing. It's, we got to give it the, the credit it deserves. Um, it's the Hall of Fame. You go first. Okay. This is this means a lot to you. This is it's oh, Halloween. It's Michael Myers. You got yeah. me. You got me in the door. 
Uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna let you walk through it. All right. Um, okay. and and submit our first entrant. Well, for the Halloween Hall of Fame. Hopefully, I will not be taking yours by by doing so. Um, but I mean, from this from the OG film, the the imagery of you know post homicide uh, is is what really ranks this one up for me. Is the moment that happens right after the kill. So for me, it's when poor old Bob was going down the stairs to get the beers and. When he's looking around, he hears something and he's checking the he's he's checking his vicinity, opens the door, and then Michael Myers comes bursting out of the little closet, the little pantry where he was staying, and he affixes Bob to the wall with the butcher knife. So Bob is dead, hanging on suspended. the wall, suspended up by the butcher knife. And that is, you know, that that's pretty rudimentary as far as kills go. But right after it, there is a lingering image for about five to seven seconds, a lingering image of Bob's body up on the wall, you know, stuck there with the knife and Michael Myers standing there and like a like a dog, like a pet, tilting his head to the side, just sort of mm. admiring, confused. What is he? It's a very compelling moment. How's he, you know, how's he responding to what he's just done? And it's it's haunting and it's it's very effective. So so my submission as a nominee for the Hall of Fame, is Bob stuck to the wall and Michael Myers in front of him. That's that's my okay. entry. Okay. That's legit. That's legit. It, that was the first time. I remember seeing this for the first time in, in 2016 when we covered it. No, no, no. I saw this back in college, but mm-hmm. revisiting it for 2016. And being impressed with Mr. Michael Myers' superhuman strength and his <laughs> ability to... <laughs> Take a single bladed instrument, impressed a him. relatively relatively small bladed instrument. Yeah, like what? Like impressed by and Michael Myers? Like, those are some impressive knives. Like I want those knives. Those are some strong knives. <laughs> they gonna cut through pumpkins. They are gonna cut through watermelons. It's impressive knives. It's impressive <laughs> drywall. And he found the stud in that wall. Like Damn. I don't remember if it's a door. Like he he knows his stuff. <laughs> the he amount knows his of stuff. the amount of partnership between inanimate objects that had to happen to make that work. I mean, it's impressive. It's really impressive. Physics is a thing of beauty. Um, <laughs> speaking of things of beauty, okay. So too is my submission for the Hall of Fame. All right. of Michael Myers' best kills, and we're gonna we're, we're likely gonna start seeing a theme between okay. you and I here. Okay. Um, you know, because Reed, you know what I'd forgotten. Which is in addition to being a cold blooded mofo. (laughs) And he is. Michael Myers likes to have a good time. And (laughs) what I'd forgotten is my man went and got his Charlie Brown sheet, (laughs) put that sheet over his head. Yes, I did just make a double, double speak with the word sheet. Oh, by the way, threw on some glasses. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What? Threw on some glasses. You, still, you did the Michael Myers tilt. You're like, you're like what? Huh. What was that? <laughs> Let's oh. stare at this for a second. Let's study. <laughs> oh God. It's like it's like Michael trying to to learn. I I don't know what he's trying, but it's a choice, and I'm here for it. <laughs> and so then when I don't I didn't write her name down, but when Neca girl. A few scenes later, or the next scene, 
you know, she's like talking on the phone or she's calling somebody or trying to call somebody. She's looking for Bobby. I don't yeah, know. She's looking for Bobby Fisher. She's on the phone. No, she's on the phone with Lori. Like in that yeah, moment, yeah. she's because she's called. Uh, what I, about Bob? <laughs> no, she, I, I believe. And I forget this. I should remember the sequence better, but I believe Lori has called Linda. I think to check in on something. I can't. I can't remember who called who. Yeah. But, yeah. Nonetheless. But, but anyway, it's Linda. Is, is your girl's is, on yeah. the phone? Mm-hmm. Your girl's on the phone, half dressed, post coitus. She don't know. Charlie Brown's behind her. <laughs> He's like, I got a rock, and by the way, I also got a knife. <laughs> oh, gosh. What's so funny is it. I just. I love. I'm breaking the meta for a moment, but I love just the thought that they're on set. They're like, let's do it. Go for it. Let's, <laughs> you know, he is, he is one haunting fella, but you know what? <laughs> let's let him have a good time. <laughs> the man put on that sheet, put on those glasses, go kill that girl. The man I love puts, it. The man's already wearing a mask, but then he has to have the <laughs> sheet on top of it. And then the glasses. Through the, the sheet, through the mask. Who is it? Who can know? <laughs> <laughs> they ain't never going to recognize it me is, now. It is the perfect disguise. Oh. Um, <laughs> so that is my submission for 1978 for the Halloween Hall of Fame. Michael right. Myers kills is is the, the attention to detail that went into yeah. that serial killer's yeah. mind uh, to be able to, when, um, yep. to pull that off. It's when Linda gets strangled by the strangled by the cord when uh mm, yes 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 when uh he's wearing the the charlie brown sheet i just i love i love the illusion he's <laughs> just like i got a rock <laughs> i got a knife <laughs> chop chop oh. uh my runner up was gonna be um uh lester the german shepherd I just, I oh see that one makes me these... yeah that one makes right. me sad i don't want to put that yeah. in all of it my runner up nope. was gonna be now they're for the record, runners up do not are not in contention nope. for the Hall no, of no, Fame. No, no, they're no. just they're just mentions of cool kills. But um, Annie in the car was going to be my runner up, where she comes back. I do love the subtlety of she checks the door; it's locked. She goes to find the keys, singing that silly little song about Paul, and then when she comes back out, has not registered that the door is now unlocked, and just gets right into it. I just I I always love that little touch. I think it's great. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That is um. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's, that's our first two submissions. Uh, and uh, there will be plenty more because there's a, a lot of movies in this franchise. <laughs> there are. And um, we're going to we're gonna put a pin in the Hall of Fame. Now okay. we're going to talk about Halloween 2. We're going to come back to the Hall of Fame for the Halloween 2 submissions. Um, Reed. Nathan. This is my second time seeing this. That's exactly you know right. I watched it with you. You sure did. I still five, remember. Five years ago. Five it, and a half years ago, it was. It was when I came to visit you. Circa the time we watched Babadook and Unfriended, or it was talked ex- about Unfriended. At no, least. It, so it Witches. was the it was the exact same trip. So on that trip, um, you and I spent like some time together. But we uh, during that that visit, we recorded the episodes on the Babadook, Witches, and Unfriended. We watched the Babadook together, um, and then as it was the night before you were going to be leaving to go back home. We did a double feature of Halloween two and Halloween H two O because you had never seen them at the time, and I was like, "This will be fun. This will be uh, this will be a good time." And then we had the queso. We had 
think some Mountain Dew Code Red out there. It was it was it was great times. It was wonderful. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It's so fun. We were we were so young. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, so, so yes, Halloween two, I had seen this one before, uh, was, was nice to revisit this. I'll tell you what's wild is, and I don't know if you have this experience, but now having to toggle your brain between the David Gordon green stuff mm. and the multiverse of madness, that is the different timelines now. Cause oh. it's like, okay, I know that green's film uh, the 2018 edition is a direct sequel to the first film and Very ignores everything after it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it's just, you're, you're kind of playing this mental exercise. Of, okay. Ignore those and just follow it as it is presenting itself. Um, it is, it is literally, sorry, sorry. Hold, yeah, your, no, please. hold your thought, but you said it. And this is how on, on the wavelength we are. One of my very first, you know, just generalized notes is the Halloween franchise is the original multiverse of madness. Have it written right here. Yeah. Like that's, that's a perfect way to put it. Cause it's all the different. You and me, bro. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, sorry. What were you? Whereas guessing? correct me if I'm wrong and we'll get to them, but zombie ignores everything. It's its own, right? Well, the, the zombie films sit in their own universe because they are genuinely, uh, the, uh, his first one is a genuine remake of the original. So he is oh, starting okay. from scratch okay. on purpose. Okay. And, his second installment is a direct sequel to what he did with the first one. Sure. So, yeah. Sure. We'll get to those. We'll get to those. We in, sure in will. In due time. Now, <clears throat> I will, and and we can give a few generalized notes here um, and then pivot into some Dynamite Rights, but, and there are many of them. Um, there are. I, I, um, what could be fun, mm. mental note here. Mm-hmm. Is in addition to Hall of Fame at the end of our run, you and I make our own kind of top threes, perhaps top fives of all the Halloweens. Oh, just of the films themselves. I, yeah. I, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. I like to. Um, it, 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 you know, there are some places that are a bit sillier than others, but but I kind of applaud its directness. I like the it literally picks up at the from the end of one and and just moves forward. Yeah. Um, in the same effectively the same night um yeah so i kind of like it from that standpoint um it is a little um i'm going to use the phrase bold choice because i want to be generous here it is a bold choice that your your star uh is drugged up and asleep for 80 <laughs> percent of the movie sideline <laughs> yeah, for like, much of the film yeah yeah, it's like okay, Laurie is Laurie is now in another room sleeping. She okay, she moved to another room and and she's well, this bless this kid's heart. She just cannot get up on her feet, you know. <laughs> well, everybody. Well, and so so there's a couple man. Uh, so I'm not going to do what I did when we originally marched through the John Carpenter franchise all those years ago, six years ago, um, and just like bombard with a bunch of trivia thing. But some things worth noting in what you just described. So first of all, you said it picks up the same night, which it does. Uh, conceptually, that was not originally on the table. There was there were multiple sure. concepts. <laughs> the most interesting, potentially, uh, was a concept that would uh, revisit when Laurie is in college. So it would be Michael Myers running amok uh, when she was in college with all of the college folks and stuff like that. That was something that was uh, was revisited or like you know conceptualized and then largely discarded. What's um. What's unfortunate about Halloween 2, in a, in a general sense, is that Halloween 2 is an exercise in, whereas the first one is a lot of burst of creativity, of kind of the little film that could, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. 
And the second one is, although it might not play out this way if you just watch it with fresh eyes, the second one is many, many creative individuals simply being dragged through a film. Uh, John Carpenter did not want to make it. Deborah Hill didn't want to make it. Jamie Lee Curtis didn't want to make it. Uh, Tommy Lee Wallace, who was involved in the first one, uh, didn't want to make it because of the script. Like, and and he actually didn't come back for it. He wasn't he wasn't uh, involved in part two. So like, it, it almost feels like a bunch of people kind of being dragged through this production. And I will say this: if you watch, and I don't know what precisely your experience was. This is my take on it. If you watch Halloween two, kind of on its merits. It's it's fine. We'll talk about you know several things that I think work really well and I think are pretty good. I watched this for this podcast episode. I watched Halloween two as an immediate double feature to Halloween one, and mm-hmm. that it suffers tremendously by coming out mm-hmm. of the energy of one into two. Even though it takes place in the same night, the script is notably poorer. It is uh, the the characters are plastic. The characters are flat. There is not the, you know, Linda and Annie and Lori in the first one are all distinct in the way they speak with one another. They're distinct in the way that they, um, you know, just their characterization is really strong. The the characters in Halloween 2 are largely just, you know, carbon copies of little stereotypes. Yeah, Yeah, props and decorations are perfect ways to describe them. That's all they really are. Lori, who is the epitome of like a really strong sort of final girl um and 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 she's really resourceful and she's she's brave and she's smart in a lot of ways you mentioned it just a second ago she for this one largely gets like she she has um i'm i'm, I'm reluctant to spoil too much about this but um she makes barely a cameo in Halloween Resurrection that's as much as i'll say and she has more lines which one than, is that well like where does that it immediately follows H2O. She she makes a, a kind of a cameo in Halloween Resurrection, and she has more lines in that cameo than she has in all of Halloween 2. <laughs> she has Oh, like, I thought that watching this, I was yeah. like, has she said anything the whole yeah. movie? I mean, um and and yeah. I feel compelled to um maybe articulate it more a bit more directly. Kind of like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, how I I, I just kind of watched it and it was like uh, okay yeah, yeah. all right. right right like right. watching halloween 2 this time i'm really not trying to make a pun here i like the shape of it more yeah. than mm-hmm. necessarily it's it's details you know what i mean it's like totally, okay this totally is get kind that. of a cool structure mm-hmm. um and and you know even if kind of maybe poorly executed here and there maybe most places because because yeah. th- this is jumping ahead a bit uh whatever goodwill I had I had built up for the movie and the watching of it this time. <laughs> when you get to uh, whirly gig blind Michael now with incessant slicing the air action, I was like, "What are we doing?" That's incessant this? slicing the air action. <laughs> I was like, I kind of can't believe what I'm watching. You know, you're like, they, yes. they committed to this. Um, so so yes, that what feels like 10 minute scene it was like it was like it all the kind of energy i'd 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 mustered and and what enjoyment i was having i was like uh, okay I, I get it can we can we please either have him connect with something or just stop 
Or yes. <laughs> the third option is go another 15 minutes and really lean hard on the absurdism here. That's, you know? Yes, yes. That's where we're bordering on. The uh, <laughs> You called him like an action. The swinging the air action. Yeah. I imagine yeah. a little toggle yeah. on his back. You can just press it and he's just like, fur, 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 fur. Oh I mean, my gosh. It's ridiculous. It's a choice. That's a choice. <laughs> that is a choice. I do love the visual image. It's the only thing that I will defend about that entire situation is I love the visual image of the mask with the trickles of blood down, down, yeah, yeah. down from the eyelids. Just that, vi- that, that visual image is really strong. Uh, you have to embrace the absurdity that she's just fired two bullets into those eye sockets. And that's all. No, it makes that, no sense. It yes. makes no sense. Yeah. So, yes. Um, so the last thing before we, you know, maybe pivot, I have, I have uh, two, uh, uh, three small bits of trivia. Uh, I'll be brisk with each one of them. Um, the first is this one is notorious in the legacy of Michael Myers for introducing the concept that Laurie and Michael are siblings. Uh, that is a John sure. Carpenter creation. He has to, he, he can't, huh? you know, he wrote it so he can't deny it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. But he, he came to loathe that about it. And unfortunately that is, a thing this doesn't really majorly spoil narrative beats but that whole sibling thing does not go away in like that is a a core part sure. of the mythos that only gets amplified in further uh you know installments as it was so so that's the first well, thing and that's that, why yeah. this is this is jumping way ahead and and we'll touch and go here but for all my and I've only watched it once, but for all my initial misgivings about Halloween kills, that is actually a pretty interesting twist on the mythology they do with Michael in that film. And so it'll be cool to kind of revisit that one from that standpoint. Yeah. Understood. Um, Two really brief uh, trivia notes. The first is uh, the scene when Michael Myers, the, the, there's a guy stumbling around in a Michael Myers mask and he, (laughs) he gets blown up, (laughs) just gets burned to a crisp. Uh, there's a brief plot line where they're wondering, like, is he dead? Is he not? That's supposed to give time for Michael to basically make his way to the hospital unencumbered. Um, that guy is later revealed in a in a single line is later revealed to be Ben Tramer. Do you remember from your recent viewing of the first film who Ben Tramer is? It, you'll be uh, forgiven for for not remembering. Um, it's who they try to hook Lori up with. That's exactly it. It's who Lori likes that Annie tries to set her up with is Ben Tramer. But there's these couple huh. of lines in the first film where it's like, I wish it was Ben Tramer. And then, uh, right. Annie even, uh, sets up a date with Ben Tramer for on Lori's behalf. And the reason she gets Lori to watch both of the kids is by agreeing to call it off with Ben Tramer. And then it's just a throwaway line in Halloween two where they were, they can't find Ben Tramer and it's, it's the dots are connected that he's the one who was wearing the mask that gets blown up. My last bit of trivia, and then we can maybe go into that ain't right is uh, at the, at about the 22 minute mark, there's a scene where the camera is moving towards the Myers house and a bunch of people are out on the front lawn. There is a woman uh, this is widely known to trivial aficionados of the Halloween franchise, but I don't know if you know it or not. As there's a woman talking to a an assistant reporter in a blue hat. Do you remember just the general scene? No, I don't remember. Um, that. There's uh, you can pull it up on like YouTube if you wanted to just revisit this. But uh, that guy in the blue hat is none other than Dana Carvey. That is, uh, huh. yeah, Dana Carvey, and I believe his first on screen role at all 
Uh, you don't, he doesn't even turn around to show his Swing. face much. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's that's none other than Dana Carvey sitting there getting instructions from a reporter in Halloween. That's two. hilarious. So, yep. Could it and and in response he goes, "Could it be Satan?" <laughs> um, I do love, I do love, and we can get to that right. But um, this is not a formal that it right. So I'm going to throw it in here. You mentioned, um, what did I call him? Uh, not Michael. Uh, oh no, I have it in that it right. Let's go to that it right. Sure as hell ain't right. Okay, here we are <laughs> in the that ain't rights for Halloween too, and we're gonna camp here for a minute because there, there's there's some there's legit there's up some. in here. Now I will encourage you, partner in crime, hold off kills because we'll get to Hall of Fame for that, that. makes sense uh, yep, specific yep, yep. Michael mm-hmm. kills. Um, but what I wrote for that ain't right, one of the initial ones was, oh my gosh. The Michael trick or treat lookalike chased by Loomis crossing the street, hit by a cop car, slammed into truck, fire ignites and immolates him. Loomis struggles to ID. Then they just leave. They just walk away from this burned, charred, crispy carcass of a human. Nobody even tries to put him out. One, it's a. Very alarming moment, like ah, uh, whoa, <laughs> you know. Then like, hmm, huh, hmm, go, you know. It's like, what are you, you inhuman monsters? Oh You're the monster God. here. <laughs> you don't even like bother. It's it is a pretty hysterical moment. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's up with me, Reed, because it is funny. I'm connecting some dots between Temple of Doom and this, where it's like, <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh wait, no, you did just watch humans fall three thousand feet on a flotation device and be fine. You're like, oh, okay, cool, that's the movie. <laughs> Whereas in this one, it's like you just watched all that stuff and you're like, okay, this is what happened. Oh my um, gosh! <laughs> <laughs> like, sure, all right. So, 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 yeah. I mean, they come back to it. So I kind of, I was like, oh. Okay, you're at least acknowledging it later in the movie. Sure. But when sure. it happens initially, there was some definite head scratching I was doing. Like, <laughs> we are literally walking away. There's He's no just concern fire. here. He's just completely on right. fire. Oh, dead. Like, <laughs> like, and I mean, you talk about a prop. That was a prop. <laughs> it was a prop. That was a prop. Yeah, they just let him burn. They're just like, that's ah, all right. <laughs> Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, that ain't right. That ain't right. There's that no get right. help or anything. Nope. Um, nope. I'm I, I'm gonna throw this one other out, and then I'm gonna give you a turn. Okay. The running bit of the kid from Bobbing for Apples, like <laughs> it, the razor blade David. thing. <laughs> yeah. L. <Ew>. Yes. <laughs> that was awful. Well, they like, show the they we... show the thing. Do, yes. A, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. They wanted to cut that well, whole and it, bit. Like the the producers wanted to cut that whole bit. I think it was Carpenter who insisted that it stay in for reasons I don't know, but it was just yeah. He that, that was just him trying to sabotage it at that point. Oh, you don't like it? <laughs> we'll just, keep it. We're gonna we're gonna put more <laughs> do reshoots. <laughs> Bring that kid back. Right. Make <laughs> um, him the star. <laughs> man, this is so gross. It's awful. No, it's it's really terrible. It is. Well, no. and, and I don't know if you remember this. The bobbing for apples part of it comes much later. 
Because I mm. was like, what are we what? supposed to understand is happening here? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty nasty. What about you? What are, what are so some that gross. I write for you? So this is not gross. It's just it. it it's just uh, a rough emotional moment um, when uh, Sheriff Brackett sees his daughter. You know, like it's mm. it's so weird how I feel about this because Charles Cyphers and um, and the actor who played Annie in the original one. Um, oh gosh, think of her name. Think of her name. Nancy Keys. Um, she she's literally there as. Like you want to talk about a prop, like she's no lines, she's dead, sure. she's but you know she's literally there for that scene. But that whole sequence does like it stands out to me in that moment. I do like, for emotional resonance' sake, I like the exchange that he has with Loomis, where he's like, uh, you know, damn you for letting him out, and 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 he says, you know, I I I didn't let him out. I I told him to be restrained, but Loomis feels like helpless and feels kind of downcast from that. Uh, but that's what I put is that ain't right. It's just like, you know, it in a film franchise, which all slashers could be indicted to a degree for doing this in a film that brushes by and yada yada's the death toll. That is a rare moment where you, at least for a degree, see the impact that the death has had sure when, and and you know the moments like that are rare in this franchise and in slashers writ large so i i appreciated it and and wanted to cite it as a you know a genuine gut punch in the middle of an otherwise kind of kind of silly movie but but that ain't right is uh, what i had for that one um i think maybe i wanted to piggyback on talking about not michael the, the, the fake or what was his name you said ben tramer um, yeah that's ben the Trimmer. character's name. Yeah. I wanted to talk about him because you brought it up. But if I had between between Bob and for Apple's kid, the other that ain't right for me is like stuff like this is heightened in a in a COVID era world mm-hmm. of like germiness and cleanliness oh, and yeah. this kind mm-hmm. of thing. But when Karen mm-hmm. takes Bud's fingers, Bud in quotation marks. Oh, into her mouth and we the audience know it's michael's hands oh my gosh that is so gross that is that ain't right (laughs) that ain't right it's so it ain't we can't it's so funny you and i are both rendered dumbstruck in this moment because it is so freaking nasty so gross it is so 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 gross yeah, you keep waiting for her to turn around like y'all are just fake okay come on come on turn around girl (laughs) (laughs) you're like this this no I don't know, dirty, large man hand on your shoulder. <laughs> and you're like, mm. dirty, large man hand. Oh my God. No, <laughs> no, no, no. And it's supposed to be. Yeah. And it's like, she, it, it's like, she's trying to eat a chicken wing or something. Like it's just, it's so, <laughs> so gross. She's like, she's like got some Buffalo sauce on it or something. The way she's treating yeah. that hand. It's just, it's so now, no, that would be a game changer for me. I might do. I might <laughs> like. Oh, you didn't realize he poured some buffalo sauce. I do sauce like some buffalo sauce. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh my gosh, it's so gross. Large, dirty man hand. Bubba buffalo sauce. Oh my gosh, I, I'm gonna I'm um, gonna toss a tip of the hat as a that ain't right yep. to that stupid stupid song. The horrific rendition of the amazing grace the, <laughs> the perverted joke that the guy sings songies in the cafeteria thing do you remember what i'm talking about 
Yes. Where he said, I, I don't remember the I mean, lyrics. It's, he it's, makes it's, up, yeah, yeah, it's, a, I'm uh, not going to spend too much, but Amazing Grace, come sit on my face. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. like, what, Reed, what in the on. world? Like, come on, that ain't right. It's so don't, gross. You're, it's so Reed, gross. Watch your mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh i i did love as if we're if we're if we're drifting to the surface of um weaker that ain't right so this one would qualify but old jimmy slipping in miss alva's pool of oh, blood oh my gosh like, it's like equal parts that ain't right and three stooges like whoa oh my gosh <laughs> banks his head on the back and, oh my god and did you notice that when he gets in the car, which is a pretty random scene too. Uh, when he gets in the car later in the movie, he's, and Laurie's he's hiding completely. Yeah, but he's got to completely dry back. Like, oh, no absolutely. Him, yeah. Nope. Nope. Nothing. Like, come Whatever on. Whatever he slipped in, give just evaporated. Some, <laughs> give me some continuity. That <laughs> has been the part of the show where we discuss things that aren't just wrong, but might be called that ain't right. That sure as hell ain't right. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my gosh. Read. So <sighs> Halloween two. Do you let me let me glance at my list real quick because yeah, yeah. Okay. This is neither a kill nor that ain't right. It's a okay. bit in line with so if we're design okay. So this whole Halloween at Halloween is about celebrating the wonder of Michael Myers and Indeed. Just in all his many facets. <laughs> and um, you know, as we are crafting our action figure line that we're going to release mm-hmm. alongside Halloween at Halloween. And we've got, um, uh, uh, what did I call him? Whirly gig, Michael, right? The, the, he's holding, he's holding his eyes and just, just pivoting at the waist with a knife in his hand. He's, you know, got, just, he's got slaughter the action. Just, just the arm just <laughs> swings, but it's kind of like the most tame version, right? Cause he never hits anything. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Don't worry. You're good. You're not going to get hit. The other one I do want to um, add to the the action figure line because you know you've got to create iterations of so sure. you can you know entice collectors is what I call slow ass Michael and because because here's the thing man like Michael Myers as the plotting bogeyman eventually to overtake you is one thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one thing that's scary michael then you have slow af michael <laughs> who is like 10 feet from Lori. let's be generous and call it 20 feet <laughs> she's just hammering on those buttons and he's like come on elevator come oh, on elevator oh, come on elevator <laughs> and michael's like <laughs> hokey pokey and he's on playing, his way down he's playing red light green light <laughs> yes he is like you keep like i would believe reed that that's the same footage over and over it's just every time you cut back to him he's back at the at the background again moving towards the foreground it's just the same repeated footage over and over so yes you got you got slow af michael who just literally because there's 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 78 michael who's gonna be slow but he's gonna get you he's progressing this is slow michael who will never get you like don't worry (laughs) You're good because she's she's just slamming those buttons. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. He's he's you think he's getting closer? Is he getting closer? She's still slamming those buttons. Oh, that door open. Good. Get in the door. Oh, we're going to be safe. Wait a minute. Okay. The door is taking another five minutes to close. What? Oh, he's he's 
He's still there. Is he way He's back like- there? It's 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 like Dr. Sharon and Ted Lasso. <laughs> she just keeps moving when he turns around. <laughs> and <laughs> you like that reference. I did. Um, I did. And I just love how fine it's it is the most half ass attempt <laughs> to get to Lori Strode ever. Because then what does he do? Does he t- attempt to hold the door? No, he doesn't. He's like, eh. And just kind of like, it's like he's buttering his bread. You're like, what are you, what are you trying to do? I mean, it's not. Where do I put it? <laughs> mm. Oh, I missed. You know, <laughs> like who? Shucks. This is actually Ben Tramer. You know, he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> he made it past the car wreck. And he's just like, guys, I've had a right. doozy of a day. <laughs> and he's just Yeah, like, a doozy of a day. <laughs> yes. And he goes to the hospital looking for help. You know? his way down. He's like. Oh my gosh. It's ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. You invoked. Uh, so we got, so as we're watching these films, Reed, just remember we got Warlicky Michael. Oh man. We got we're slow gonna, AF, slow AF Michael. Make a who toy you set line. him on the other side of the room. You set him on the other side of the room and you wind him up and he will never get to you. It doesn't matter how close or far you are. He's he just, just walks not around. Get to you. He, just, he just like, he's like a bobblehead. Oh, you invoked right. um, in Do, your mention of repeat yeah. footage, that scene from Monty Python and the Holy Grail where they look off in the, in the, I don't know how recently you've seen that film, but <laughs> yeah. you look off in the distance guy. Literally, like closing the same hill. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about. Oh that's what that God. scene feels like. It's like Laurie. God, that's oh, so funny. I mean, listen, Jamie Lee is selling it. You know, she is. <laughs> she is in full body terror right there. But she's, she's she shouldn't be. You know what? She, she could probably run around and just get on out. She's like, you know what? I could make that hallway. He is going yeah. so slow. I could make that hallway if I just if I just re-strategize and run. She could do, she could have gotten out a, a sketch pad and and developed some plans for how to get around him. And thirty minutes later, he still rewound that footage. He's like, oh oh she, oh this oh this is what's funny. We have slow AF Michael. All the things that the victims could do in the same time it right. takes him to keep. Starts like she's ordering a pizza. She's cooking a meal. Yeah, yeah. She's cooking a whole meal. She's like, wait a second, I need my protein because I'm gonna run. You know, I've been in this hospital all damn day. I gotta eat something. But it's like a four course meal, and she finishes every bite. You know, she's just sitting there. Leg. That's why he does the knife at the end. He was just trying to get some. Right there. Man, oh, is this "Mm." some tri tip? Like what you got there? And then, then you have a moment. She's like, "Oh, I forgot to send that email." She pops out her laptop and like firing off some work emails. She's She's like, "No, listen, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna pay for it Monday if I don't send this email." You know, so I'm gonna. (laughs) (laughs) gonna I forgot to reply to that one. Oh (laughs) God! I know know he's getting closer. He's gonna be here soon. But I just, I gotta, I gotta reply. (laughs) She like builds a birdhouse or something. You know, just these wildly elaborate tasks oh that my just require some time lord have mercy that is so mm. so funny um what is that not is funny what is not funny is the poor wig on laurie strode on jamie lee curtis that wig is so bad the the frilly haired like poofy overly volumed wig that she's got standing up because like from that moment on because in the original she had her hair long and it was long mm-hmm. naturally. That was her hair. But she, re- like, shortly thereafter, cut it short. And that has been kind of part of her signature look through most of her career is the short sort of bob haircut. And 
they had to put a wig on her because it was the same night, so it was continuous. Like, when did Lori get a haircut? But boy, they just put the worst wig on there that is just imaginable. It's 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 pretty awful. That's so funny because I'm like I'm even looking at IMDb right now and I can see that it's you know a thing, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it looks that bad. But oh, it's it's an awful wig. Um, okay, wig. all right. Do read. Is it time? Is it time to revisit the uh, Hall of Fame here? Well. I mean, do you want to get into any themes or are we? <laughs> what are you going to pick? <laughs> what are you going <laughs> to? That's a good, Just... that's a good point. <laughs> Sorry, I wrote one thing down. I wrote one thing down. Okay. Some of these, now you make a good point. Some of these are not going to have a lot of substantive things to talk about. Some of them will. Um, but one of the things I wrote down is I did like Loomis's line where he's talking about, you know what's interesting? They wrote Sam Hain on the wall. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's how they say it. It's actually Samhain. I know that looks really weird because it's not spelled that way at all, but they say it in the film, Samhain. I'm fairly certain that that word is supposed to be pronounced Samhain, even spelled the way it is. But regardless of that, I'll cite it the way that they cite it in the film. He says, Samhain isn't, isn't evil spirits. It isn't goblins or ghosts or witches. It's the unconscious mind. We're all afraid of the dark inside ourselves. Now, Halloween, aside from the original film, is not ripe with lots of thought-provoking things. There are installments where there will be some things that kind of jump out that's like, oh, that's an interesting extrapolation. I don't I don't disagree with you at all. There's not a whole lot here. That is probably it. <laughs> like that moment is where they like point to a theme that <laughs> is slower than Michael getting to them. Like they point to it and they're like, listen, this is, this is the thing. One day this one, might find you, but probably it's going to get here, but it ain't going to get here right now. Okay. It ain't going to get here today. Right. Um, you know, so, but that I did, I did write down that line of like, we're all afraid of the dark inside ourselves, which I did like in a script that I largely dislike. I really liked that line that, uh, you know, that just, we're all afraid of the dark inside ourselves and our own, capabilities um and you know <laughs> this one well if yeah, we're i'm sorry yeah ahead. no 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 i was just gonna say this one doesn't explore that to any substantive degree it's 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 mechanical it's a it's a pay this is a paycheck film that's exactly what it is i'm not saying there's no artistry that's taking place in it because there is a little bit of style it is definitely better than some of the other installments that we're going to get to but there are other installments that are superior than this film but it's just it's not uh, it's not interested in exploring that at all, but uh, it does point to it. What were you going to say? Um, it is a thematic sentence uttered by a character. It's not indicative no. of thoughtful theme that runs through the movie. But Correct. I did love, and I'm and I'm going to I'm going to tell you the line I love, and then ruin it for you by what happens in the <laughs> scene and what I kind of wish happened or feel like happens actually is it's the beginning of the film. You're getting the recap of the end of the first the first halloween film and michael's gone and then a neighbor comes out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i don't remember what the neighbor says but donald pleasance as loomis just goes you don't know what death is oh and he yes. just read he just turns on a dime and runs away from the camera <laughs> <laughs> and I, just, I just love it's just like it's like 
where are you going? You know, it's, it's like craft services opened up and he's like, just get your line out, Donald. He got his line out and he started smelling the salmon, the smoked salmon from the craft services. He's like, bah. There's a, there's a, there's a whole through line of people with the not your story scene. And one of them, one of them is the guy standing just off camera, off to the side. Who's, who's, who's like, if we got their POV, he yells that line. And then we just he looks and watches as Loomis just wanders into nothing. He just, he just no, I mean he he trudges. I mean he doesn't. It, yeah. Oh, he doesn't meander. He goes. He it's walks like, with purpose. He's either nothing. going to find craft services. He's going to just leave set. You know. I just envision the character jumping over a, a fence. You know. It's like da, 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 whoa, whoa. You know, I'm gonna go truck. find him. He's like, give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's this like poignant oh, just gosh. larded with meaning line you don't know what death is and he just turns and oh, runs away gosh. from camera it's it like, is that okay, is okay that is pretty Donald. hysterical god that's pretty hysterical yeah. um but no i am uh perfectly content especially with a film like this to uh revisit the hall of fame for halloween two let's do it all right so every halloween film we're we do are it. developing the fear of God official uh, uh, Halloween Hall of Fame of Michael Myers kills. Now, Reed, this film offers a bevy of options, and I'm going to run them down <laughs> for really you. Really does rather quickly. Okay. So, one is near is a uh, Alice. She mm-hmm. is the neighbor who lives near the Haddonfield killings. Michael, uh, in rather. <laughs> This is not slow AF, Michael. This is like <laughs> jumpy, Michael. He he like leaps up. And you see the eyes through the mask, and he does this like single stab into Alice, and she gone. So that there's Alice, there's Mister Garrett. He's the heavy hospital cop who you know, please hammer, don't hurt him. Takes on whole new meaning. <laughs> too. Um, there is Bud, uh, the previous f- face guy. Yes. Um, there's Karen who just wants some chicken wings and ends up with Michael's <laughs> fingers. There is Buffalo fingers. I call it the two, the two for one. It's Dr. Mixter and Janet. They both get the yes. syringe to the, the brain or the eye yeah. or the whatever. One of them, yeah. One of them's to the eye and the other one's to like the temple. Yeah. I'm going to name her cause she's a character who dies by Michael's hand, but I'm going to not allow her as a candidate submission because it's off screen. So she loses points for that, but that's Miss Alvis. Yep. Somehow he also, not only did he kill her, he also drained her completely of her blood. No, that's, that, that's impressive work. Michael, he's, he's got some time. Um, <laughs> he does yeah. well he's like I all can't, the time in the world he's seems. like i can't catch him yet okay this is not the moment where i'm supposed to catch him i gotta i gotta occupy my space so that's what he I was, got stuff i got i got a to-do list that's what he was doing whenever the camera was not on him as he was like hang on just a second i'll yeah. be right back and then he was just he's like running back in the next he's step running back. yes exactly exactly yeah, yeah. just checking on that's, that's meticulous work <laughs> that's why it's a mess all over the floor is he just ran out of time yeah um i called her nurse no name because i missed her name uh but like Bob from the first film, we see the Herculean strength Michael Myers has when he takes a scalpel mm-hmm. and using it, hoists another human <laughs> whose body is quite rigid just into the air. I do love the oh, deft Lord. touch of the shoes falling off her feet. Just mm-hmm. this really mm-hmm. cutesy, cutesy shot there. But it's 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 a little much. Bodies don't <laughs> bodies don't move like that. 
um you know <laughs> but more it's just with a scalpel it's just a <laughs> tiny little thing it's a little wand the go- wingardium leviosa and it's just like <laughs> it just levitates leviosa and then oh. lastly is the end of the movie the officer who loomis told him and the ding dong went over there anyway and got his got his throat sliced <laughs> so those are your candidates white ring <laughs> i just love that officer what? he's like what well, he's dead he's dead loomis said get away from him Get away from him. And he's like, no, I, I like being here. This is, he's wearing some clothes. is like, you don't know what death is. And just runs the opposite <laughs> direction down the hall of the hospital. Everybody's leaves like, Lori there. Everybody's like, this night is weird. I've seen some very unreasonable things. <laughs> what is up with this? Uh, anyway, first of all, okay, before so we those, get into those are your candidates. Yeah. Be- well, before we get into the Hall of Fame, I have to mention that, you know, this is the dimmest, darkest hospital you will ever be in. I, I took a little bit and of the emptiest. Yes. Took a little bit of digging to, to figure out the emptiest. I can kind of forgive being small town hospital, but the darkest, presumably there was a deleted scene where Michael cuts the power to the hospital, but that's, that's a completely, that's a completely deleted scene where he just, yeah, like, unplugs well, the power I mean, they do, they do, they do make a note of him having cut the, the phone, line, phone lines. So I guess yep. that's a yeah. Yeah. reasonable extension of that it's idea. A, it's a gimme. But all right, Hall of Fame. I went first on Halloween. I'll defer. You can you can enter the first submission for Halloween two. I'm torn on two of them, so I'm going to pick one okay. and then hope that you pick the other one because I because it's it's a pretty epic one. The one I'm not picking, but the reason I'm picking the one I'm picking is partly because I just thought this would be such a terrible way to go, and mm. it's okay. It's Bud. It's Bud. Reed, mm. if I'm ever just killed by, I, I want to be enclosed, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be naked in a yeah. towel and yeah. Yeah. have some giant mofo take me out from behind. Just like, I don't know. There's some, there was something very vulnerable mm. about that moment. Not just, not just getting killed, but just like basically in the buff. Yeah. He's got a towel on, but that's it. But that's all. And um, um and a, a an on screen the rare on screen silent death. You can see it all, but mm-hmm. but but in the background. So it's all happening, but there's not music affectation to heighten it or anything. It is just in it's it's one of the one of the few stylish things about this one that I really enjoy about this installment. If I, if I'm going to heap some praise on it, I've beat up on a lot of its flaws, but if I'm going to heap some praise on it, there are a few shots whether it be sequences of a kill or a couple of, you know, it was the same director of photography as the first one, Dean Cundy. Um, the, uh, there are some stylistic flourishes that I genuinely like, and you just, Bud's death is one of them. It's in the corner. And so it creates a real tension and suspense because you see everything that's happening around it. Um, is that, well, so that's your submission? But, yeah. But, yeah. I, I, it's just, I, it, I actually, think there's a stronger kill in the movie but what that scene does to me personally is i just think about like whoa please just let me put some pants on can we can you give me that much you know like you can you can take me you are a malevolent monstrous mofo please just let me put some pants on first don't let my family find me like this <laughs> he's, he literally looks at you he's like i'll give you a minute i got some projects that i'm working yeah, on yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be like, i'll be i'll be back like, in a few i got some problems that i'm working what'd you say i got some projects that i'm working on in the back i'll yeah yeah i'll just tinker in the garage real quick you can, i'll be right back <laughs> yeah. to the bloodletting like, i, oh, I love the uh, 
the alternate take of you see, you know, Karen's or yeah, Karen sitting in the foreground, you know, peddling with the water in the background. But it's like Michael gets him and he's like, wait, wait. Michael releases. He's like, oh, hold on. Cause it's all <laughs> silent. It's all in the background. He's like, just hold on. Wait. And Michael crosses his arms real impatient, like, <laughs> But gives the Roland to Shane, hurry up fingers. <laughs> and, and Bud's like, okay, okay. And he's pulling on his underwear, pulling on his pants, maybe puts a shirt on. But then Michael just really gets done. And he's like, then, okay, go ahead. Okay, all right. Then now, he kills him. Now you can start. He starts trying to dry his hair. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. I'm just, I've been in the shower. Sure. Yeah. You know. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give you all that permission, Bud. He's like, yeah, I told like- you, I said you could get pants on. Okay. Yeah. You- you ain't gonna need to be photo you ask ready. Him, okay. If you give a bud a cookie, you know <laughs> this is this is what they told me when I told them I was gonna come kill you. <laughs> Can't find good victims anymore, man. Like they all just want to, no. just want to take take an inch. Um, okay, so I'm hoping that what I'm about to cite is is your alternate one. This is to so I have a specific reason for citing this one that I'll that I'll detail, but that is also okay. uh, external to the to the film. But um, so it is uh, immediately following buffalo chicken fingers it is uh the the what i called the scalding hot tub murder uh it yes. is and and that and, is yes and so so that is that is the most visceral sort of kill in the film a uh, couple of somewhat silly things worth noting uh not only does he have apparently buffalo chicken fingers that's <laughs> 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 Just, man, the killer's Ooh, got garlic me. parmesan. <laughs> no. He's like, <laughs> she just tries each finger as a different flavor. <laughs> Teriyaki, <laughs> but <laughs> what are you doing? Share <laughs> this pinky salt vinegar. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. Man, buffalo chicken fingers is gonna make me laugh for a while. Um, not only does he, you know, apparently have that, but his hands are also apparently impervious because the the same water the same water that is that's literally melting face yes and blistering her to pieces is just not even i don't even mind i don't even mind if he is so impervious to pain that he doesn't register any problem but like there is no i mean his his left hand is literally visible right there in the same exact water and it is unfazed (laughs) it is completely unaffected by the same by literally the means that is apparently killing this woman but as a sequence as a scene it's visceral it's strong i must cite that the very first time my very first ever experience of universal studios halloween horror nights they had on display a specifically maze for halloween 2 and i went with a friend of the show jason eakin uh, it's actually an old episode that listeners could go back and listen to. And uh, on the episode, we, we call out this moment when I was walking through that maze, we got to the scene that they had built that recreates that hot tub murder scene. And when I stepped into the room, the actor who was portraying Michael Myers at that moment locked eyes with me by pure coincidence, locked eyes with me. Like the moment I emerged, there wasn't anybody really in front of me. And so locked eyes with me the moment I emerged and stayed eyes locked with me as I tried to make my way like around this actor was really good because they stayed locked eyes with me mm-hmm. with the, you know, dummy 
uh, prop that they had, Karen. like yeah, scalding water, and then he's locking eyes with me as I walk. But I had to walk right by him, and like right at the end, the actor did a good job, like jolted right at the right moment to to give me a nice little jump there. But that was very eerie and unsettling to 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 make my way through there so that gives this kill an edge for me on a personal level that is that is beyond just the realm of the film as well but arguably i would say that it is the most visceral and memorable of the kills in this in this film so that is my hall of fame submission is yeah yeah. scalding hot tub murder scene and ignoring the sort of vulnerability factor that bud invokes for me yes that would be to me the the sort of objective best uh so yeah that one yeah. may it's pretty rise to the top um <laughs> we'll read yeah. halloween 2 uh as part of halloween and halloween so we're we are developing our hall of fame list mm-hmm. which further down the line uh will start to take shape Ooh, uh, uh, i love it which will ultimately land us in a, a top something um we're also crafting our our, our merchandising rollout for Halloween at Halloween, you know, um, <laughs> coming soon. The slow the AF my action figure line. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> it takes forever to get it out of the package. You know, I was like, goodness gracious. They thought of everything on this. <laughs> He's like oh zip tied in there. I love um, it so much. So yeah, so much. yeah, we're, we're, we're building the Halloween <laughs> campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, a month from now, David Gordon Green's Halloween Ends is going to release. And, uh, you know, it's going to all come together. Real, it's awesome. Real beautifully. Nope. That's awesome. Um, do you want to take us to the fog meter? Yeah. So let's go to the fog meter. The fog meter, our unique metric of fear and God, where we rate all these films uh, and uh, other media that we consume. So fog meter for Halloween 2, directed by Rick Rosenthal and written and produced by John Carpenter himself on the fear meter. Here's the deal. I think Halloween 2 retains, while while notably inferior to the OG, I think it retains some suspense. There's a couple of really good shots. There's that one shot we didn't even reference where like Michael's like barely visible in the shadows mm. behind his yeah. victim. And like that's the doctor's office yeah, when, yeah. when she finds the syringe. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. And so there's some really good suspense in there. We've highlighted some of the silliness. It's it's definitely there. That kind of cuts and undermines a little bit of the fear factor, but what's there is still uh, pretty effective. So I'm actually going to be pretty generous to this one and give it a seven uh, on the fear measurement for myself. What would you give it? It's funny. I posted that I was watching it, and Quarterly Queen, Jess Fishley, uh, was saying how much it terrified her in high school. And I said, you know, it might you probably come a long way. Um, <laughs> I actually didn't find the watching of it that scary. I'm with you uh, at this point. The imagery of Michael isn't quite diminishing returns yet, but what I am going to give lots of prop to lots of prop to lots of props to, <laughs> I, I, I love the opening credit sequence. Mm. That's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fantastic. I mean, I I don't know if that gets, I know it's used in 78. I know it's used in 2018. Um, I don't know if that pervades the entire series, but it's just a cool, it's just a really, really cool vibe and visual to, to signify. Okay. This is kind of what we're getting into, which honestly is kind of why the, unintentionally comedic elements are so unfortunate because that signals such a like 
kind of sinister, grounded, earthy kind of sure, energy, sure, know, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That it doesn't quite find or deliver on. No, I um, agree. I agree. So yeah, I, 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 from that standpoint, all that uh, uh, taken into account, I think for me, probably a six. Um, okay, you know, yep. couple um, of good kills, still some decent imagery, but but nothing, nothing that even threatened to keep me up at night, kind of stuff. I get that. Uh, just because you mentioned that opening credit sequence, I do love. It's not the last sequel in which it will be used, but it was the inaugural. The uh, the intonation of the song by the Cordettes, the old uh, group, the Mister Sandman. Do 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 do. I I love love that at the beginning and end of this film. I think it adds an eerie tone to it that I really appreciate. Again, it will show up in other sequels, though not in all of them. Um, Okay, so what would you give it for the God Meter? I don't know. You know, there's a lot of there's a whole lot of nothing in terms of Mm -hmm. depth and profundity, you know, it, it feels like anything it might point to of significance. It turns and runs from the camera after it points to it. Um, (laughs) and so I I don't know. I mean, I think it feels a little mean to go this low, but, uh, my impulse is kind of a two Uh, in keeping with the fact it's a a second. That is the second one. I'm the franchise. Listen, here's the deal. I, 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 I love these films by and large, but I love them for different reasons other than their theme. I'm literally going to give it a one for the line that I wrote down. Uh, that is, I, I mean, it, you, you are correct. It has, you know, next to nothing of substance on its mind. Uh, and so that means uh, that on the fog meter, we give Halloween to a four out of 10 on the, on mm. the fog meter. Um, which is understandable given it's, you know, almost utter lack of anything substantial to consider or think about at the same time. But would you recommend it? Yeah, I, th- I think it's kind of fun. Um, it's it. What I'm hoping continues through this series is that kind of like this is a fun, uh, fun to uh, understand the nuance with which I'd use that word, but like gets you in the Halloween vibe and not just because it's titled Halloween, perhaps, but you know, just, just like in this case, an hour and a half, like get in and get out relatively quickly. It's got some dumb elements to it, but it's got some pretty strong elements here and there. So yeah, I I think it is a worthwhile watch for anyone who has not seen it. Yeah. And I, I, I I would agree with, with pretty much all of that. Like I said, I kind of did the film a disservice by immediately watching it after the OG. And I think the, the original is just so strong on so many different levels. But as a tag-in for something that still has a lot of good, just it's one of those things where it's like it almost feels like you have a lot of pretty talented people here who are barely trying. And when you get people who are barely trying but are as talented as these people, you're still going to come away with something fun, something interesting to watch, something that's not going to waste a ton of your time. Um, so I definitely – what I would rec- I would recommend it for people who really enjoyed the first one with the – little caveats of like just curb your expectations of you're not going to get more of the same you're going to just you know it's it, it it is a fun sort of you know just pop it in turn your brain off and and enjoy mm-hmm. enjoy yourself for that you know for that 90 minutes so because it doesn't wear out as welcome um so yeah that's that's halloween too in this halloween and halloween i'm so excited about all of this so next week um we are what we are not going to do primarily because it does not feature Michael Myers, but also uh, because it was the substance of an entire episode that we already covered. 
is we're not going to be revisiting for either the Hall of Fame or, uh, you know, brief discussion, Season of the Witch. You can go back and listen to our entire episode on Season of the Witch. It's there on the feed for you to enjoy. And we would encourage that to go back and revisit it just for this season. Um, but next week, we are going to leap right to epi- the installment number four, which the backlash against Michael Myers not being present in Season of the Witch uh, meant that they subtitled part four, the return of Michael Myers, uh, which hmm. is is uh, kind of interesting, given the fact that the last time we see Michael Myers at the end of this one, he is literally just burning up. His mask is completely burning up, and he is just like he's he's totally done. But uh, episode four, installment four, picks up uh, as the return of Michael Myers. Now next week, not only are we going to be doing the return of Michael Myers, but listeners, we're going to give you a little bit more. All right. In the same episode, we are also going to be discussing part five, the revenge of Michael Myers. So to be clear, next week for coverage, watch part four, the return of Michael Myers and part five, the revenge of Michael Myers. We are going to be discussing both films on that podcast episode. The patrons and there you go. The patrons are also going to get to enjoy Treehouse of Horror 2 from season three of the Simpsons. So Treehouse of horror two from season three of the Simpsons for the patrons and for everybody, Halloween Four, the return of Michael Myers and Halloween five, the revenge of Michael Myers, both films discussed in the same podcast episode. It's Halloween at Halloween. We're taking it seriously. We're excited. We're very, very, <laughs> very, very happy that you're along for this ride. Nathan, thank you so much for yeah, man. having this conversation with me coming along this journey. Now, but as we're on our way out, if I'm, if my memory serves me correctly, you have seen neither of those next two films, right? I have first viewing. Not seen either of those films. Okay, all right. So first viewings for for both of them. I'm excited to hear what you think about them, and genuinely excited to discuss them. So this is this is part of the big fun for me is something that sat in my imagination for a long time, and you and I have been doing this for six years. So just trying to forecast and and excited to just hear responses to your reactions to films that have sat in my imagination for probably far too long. It's just, that's very invigorating to me. I love it. That's what I'm here for. Reed. That's right. That's right. I love it. All right. And uh, listeners, thank you so much for coming along this journey with us. And as we say on every episode, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And in that spirit, we encourage you to fear nothing else and be on your way rejoicing. We will see you next week. Everybody. See you guys. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And you can continue the conversation in a variety of ways. Start by visiting thefearofgodpodcast.com for links to our social media, essays, and episode archive merchandise and more. If you love what we do, please consider becoming a patron by visiting patreon.com slash thefearofgodpodcast. There you'll unlock exclusive bonus episodes, extended standard episodes, online event access, and so much more. We want to issue a special thanks to Jacob Hunt of TracerMatula.com for our artwork, also to our assortment of talented musicians, including Andrew Nelson, The Island Family, and Jackson Harper for our varied show tunes, and also to Lee Wright, who helped me, Reed Lackey, write our theme music. Special thanks also to Tyler Smith at MoreThanOneLesson.com. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice, and if you listen to us through Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate a rating and a review. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Hi, everybody. <laughs>